Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Good morning and hi everyone. Welcome to this episode of JA's Recipe for Success. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo. It is such a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I've mentioned that I love most about this is that I have the opportunity to, to learn from so many leaders across the industries here in Broward County. Um, and especially through what we're going through, it's been such a pleasure and really inspiring to hear some of the ways that people are managing and leading through these times that we're going through. Today's guest is someone that I've gotten to know over the last, I would say, maybe a year or year and a half. Um, and I was instantly impressed by her, her strength and her confidence and uh, her ability, I think most of all, to partner and see that there is collaboration in everything that we do. And so I really admire that about her. Uh, Dr. Shanette Grant, who is the Innovative Programs Design and Support Director with Broward County Public Schools and published author, is joining us this morning. So welcome, Dr. Grant. Hi, Lori. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I am amazing. Thank you. Thank awesome. you for being with me. Oh, thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. I love it. Love it. So first question, how are you doing? Working remotely. I'm working remotely. I got all dressed up for you today. You I are so you. special. You look awesome, girl. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of uh, working from home. You just sort of get up and you get right to the work, being very productive. Um, obviously, we're very cognizant of all that's going on around us. Yeah. But in the midst yeah. of all of that, we still just have to stay focused on the work and get what we have to get done. But this morning yeah. I got up and got all dolled up. I didn't just roll out of bed and grab a computer this morning. I, I went into, you know, all of this just for you, Lori. That's how oh, well, I am so grateful for that. Um, <laughs> and so I want to start, I want our guests to get to know you because mm -hmm. being in the school district, which is such a large organization, you know, except for partners and students and people that you've come across, I want our community at large to get to know you uh, because I think you're a pretty amazing woman and a pretty amazing leader. And so share a little a bit with us about how you ended up where you are. Was there a, an aha moment? Was there a pivotal moment that got you to where you are today? Oh, boy. Sure. Uh, did you say the show was 20 minutes or two hours? <laughs> We can edit. <laughs> I'll give you the edited version. So um, I think you know by now, Laurie, that I'm Jamaican. And I came here about 25 years ago. I actually came here to go to school, to go to college. I did high school and junior college in Jamaica and came to Miami, started at FIU. Um, interestingly enough, I started um, as a medical technologist. That's what I studied in Jamaica. That's what I came here. Spent four years in college here studying medical technology, um, expecting to have a career in laboratories, right, to work in the labs. After completing my studies, I quickly learned, because I was misinformed, um, that I could not get certified because of some other nuances in 
the criteria. So I kind of bounced around for a little bit doing odd things here and there, um, you know, and I, it was it was actually my ex-husband who one day, I have to give him credit for that, who actually said, why don't you try teaching? Because he had um, a sister who was a teacher, brother who was a teacher. And um, I, I looked at him like he was crazy. I looked at him like he had three eyes. Um, fast forward, I said, you know what? I have a degree in science and biology. Why not? Applied for a job. Lori, if I fast forward to 2020, and this was in, in 2000, so this is 20 years ago, um, I would say that was my destiny. It was absolutely mm. my destiny. And it is the place I needed to be. Um, and my path to getting there was a little bit different. So for me, it was an accidental encounter that turned into basically a life mission right now and a purpose, right? I remember even um, while I was working, I started working at Blanchili High School. Um, that was my first teaching job and that's where I was magnet coordinator. And I remember being in my office working on a project and I was just sharing randomly with one of my assistant principals, Lori, and he looked at me and I never forget it. And he says to me, you are just gonna make a fine assistant principal one day. <gasps> And I thought the little country girl from Jamaica, from the hills of St. Anne, what are you talking about? I'm just doing my job. <laughs> and it was that moment was pivotal for me. And six yeah. years later, after started teaching, you know, after going through the magnet coordinator role and I became an assistant principal and then, a, you know, principal. And and here I am today. And ironically, um, I, I think I should um, that I that I started in the magnet program at Belanchili High School. And now I'm sitting as the director of magnet programs in Broward County Schools. Woo I, I, it, Lori, I, speechless, <clears throat> right? You know, yeah. I can say to, to folks, you never know where you're gonna end up, and I'm a true example of that. So that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of my short version. You know, I love that story, and I think, you know, you know, because we work together um, with our high school and middle school students, right, around career career uh, readiness and, and workforce readiness. And so what I love about your story, especially for those students who, who are going to listen to this, is, you know, we don't always know where we're going to end up. Right. And so sometimes there isn't always a straight path to where where we end up finding our passion or, as you put it, our destiny. Right. right. And so I know for me, it was the same thing. I was in corporate and ended up in nonprofit because I had my son and that led me into the whole health and and social services um arena and I just fell in love with helping people and advocating right. for people and so you never know where you're going to end up but the the most important thing was getting your education right and developing those skills and so important having someone who encourages you and supports you right yeah. so important when our oh, students yeah. or young people hear that and yeah. so I want to I want to shift so so you mentioned coming from Jamaica um so I think, you know, it would be remiss not to say what, how was that? That's, you know, that's something we all have to go through different changes and, and navigate things in our lives. Right. And right. so you had to navigate coming here as an immigrant from, from Jamaica. What was that like? And what did you learn from that experience? So Laurie, that, that is, that is kind of, 
my journey. You know, I came here um, looking for an opportunity, right? It was, it was all about the opportunity, the American dream. And it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm going to digress for a second, Lori, that what's going on right now with us as a, a black Jamaican woman <laughs> um, and, you know, what's going on in the world right now. I, I feel so honored because I stand on the backs of many Americans, very many black Americans who have kind of paved the way for people like myself, for immigrants like myself who can come to this country and find our opportunity, right? And um, we all have to kind of step back. I'm raising two African-American young ladies, you know, and we have to kind of step back and think about just how blessed we are to have had these opportunities, to have people who have fought before us and try to find our place in the fight right now. Okay. Um, coming from Jamaica, it was not easy at all, Laurie. I ended up um, literally a year after I came here, I was almost homeless. And I say almost homeless because I ended up in a situation where I was living in somebody else's house, working for them in a domestic capacity, taking care of um, I, I never forget her. She's an old Jewish lady. And I, I don't mean old. She was 92 years old, Lori. Old Jewish lady. <laughs> Older. <in> Older <laughs> Jewish lady. She was amazing. Her, her son was a doctor in Miami. And I ended up taking care and caring for that woman for about four years while I went to school. It is only in America you can have some of those opportunities. So I do not take it for granted that we, you know, coming from the islands, um, you know, being able to, to, to leave where you are and come here and go to school and work while you're going to school and uh, accomplish some of the things that I have accomplished. And you look at uh, the kids that are, I hope the students that are watching right now will just understand that there is really nothing you cannot do if you put your mind to it. Um, and, and, and that's my journey. And I try to bring that out in my leadership. Um, you know, as a former principal, that was my heart as a principal, as a, as a, as a school principal, as a school leader, I wanted my kids. I used to say to them, I used to work at uh, William Dandy Middle School. That was my, my school. I used to tell my children, the world is bigger than 19th street and Oakland park and sunrise Boulevard, because I wanted them to dream big. It can happen for me. There are lots and lots of barriers we have to face, but that's why also you mentioned, you know, the role of leaders in getting this done. And that's my heart. Leadership yeah. is important. Leadership matters. And leaders have the ability to seep through um, all the cracks in the system that we see are getting exposed right now. And we have the ability to make a difference. And that's my heart. That is my yeah. heart. And you can hear that. And, you know, you mentioned something and so far, I mean, just some great ingredients, but the one that stuck out to me and you didn't actually say the word, but your story tells it was courage, right? Mm -hmm. To have the courage to leave our home and the place that we know and the place that we're comfortable in to go somewhere that is unknown to us. Right. Yeah. And we don't know what we're walking into. Right. The unknown, I think, is is very fearful um, for and frightening for for many people. But 
I want to, it gives me a perfect uh, way to introduce the book, which is called Unorthodox, uh, Unorthodox Leadership, A Guide for Leading Real People in Real Organizations. And so when you talked about your journey and the courage, I, I read the book last night because I knew I would be meeting with you today and I didn't want you, I was afraid you might test me being starting out as a teacher. I was like, oh my God, I better know my, <laughs> so, but but the one area of the book that stood out to me was agility and the ability to be an agile leader mm -hmm. you know and that is you your your whole first part of the section of the book is really focuses on that talk a little bit about why that's so important as a leader it's important laurie it is a personal characteristic that we all should aspire first of all to, 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 to hone, okay? Um, the idea of agility comes from that flexibility in thinking, your flexibility in action, understanding that situations and circumstances will not, or more than likely will not go as you planned, such as leaving Jamaica, coming here, expecting to just go through, you know, four years of a degree, get a degree, work as a lab technologist, and move on with my life. None of my life was like that, none of it. And I transfer those characteristics into my leadership. When you lead in different organizations in different culture, different climate, different kid, kids, every student is different. Every staff member is different. And it requires that we, are, 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 we embrace that flexibility in our thinking so that we can maneuver the organization, maneuver the situations we have with our folks that we work with, Lori, and uh, understanding that each situation is different and each situation may require a different action. A lot of times as leaders, we get so stuck in who we are and what we are, and we talk a lot about, you know, we're great at quoting the, the kind of leadership theories that we aspire to. We're servant leaders and we're transformational leaders. Well, I'm here to tell you that on some day, transformational leadership works. On some days, direct Active leadership works. On some days, you know, you have to go to the servant leader mode. On some days, you just have to be able, Lori, to navigate and maneuver based on the situation, understanding that at the heart of leadership is the person that you're working with. And because people are different, and you have to give honor to people's characteristics and their, their um, attributes, you have to. You really have to know who your people are, because if you don't, you're not going to get the most out of them. You're absolutely not going to get the most out of them. And if as leaders, we think that a one size fits all approach is going to work, we're going to get stuck. We're absolutely going to get stuck. So the idea of agility just kind of comes with or, or the idea that we need to be flexible, you know, in how we think and how we act and how we engage folks and be open to the personalities, be open to the relationships you've built over the years, um, be open to stepping out of the box, you know? Yeah. You can't always recycle the same process. Sometimes you got to step out of the box. It's a little scary. Well, and, time, and, and also times change. I mean, right, over my career, leadership has changed 360. You know, when I was started out, it was, this is the way we do it. This is, you report to us. Mm -hmm. You are not in those meetings giving your opinion or your ideas or your feedback. You were told where the organization was going and how we were going to get there. Right now, today, it's about including those right. people 
And in order to include them and to respect and honor them, as you said, which I love, right? And, and to hear their, their opinions and their feedback and value them, we have to be open and we have to get to know who they are. Absolutely, absolutely. And each of your staff members, Lori, has something special they can bring to the table. You know, right. um, great leadership is not about leading great people. You know, if, if we all let great people, I don't think any of us would have a job, right? So, they would need us. They would need us, Lori. And I mentioned that in the book, you know, it's about finding out and figuring out ways that you can take those, I hate to use the words, imperfect people, because none of us are perfect, but use the nuances of the personalities and use the strengths and understand also the weaknesses and knowing how to coach those weaknesses, knowing how to build your people and help them to recognize areas of growth for themselves, areas of growth that ultimately will contribute to growing the organization. So, um, so you're right. It's absolutely about just kind of that collaborative approach, knowing who you're working with, you know, taking the good with the bad and figuring out where we're going to meet in the middle. Because at the end of the day, if we keep our eyes on the on the on the ultimate goal, you know, which in education is the kid, it's the student, then you can't go wrong. You know, whatever your product is, it doesn't matter what your product is. If you keep your eyes on the product, then you can't go wrong with making decisions. Yeah. And you talk a lot in the book. Um, several of the points are around the team, building the fan base, supporting the team. Right. But the last um, point that you bring out in the book, number eight, is execute with confidence. And I have to tell you, my friends, because I do believe I, I can call you my friend today because I think we have developed a relationship beyond the school, right? Our school and JA yeah. partnership. If you left there tomorrow, or I left there tomorrow, I know that you and I would continue to be friends. Mm -hmm. But what I think I fell in love with you about when I first met you and was so impressed with was your confidence. And so talk a little bit about that because you went through so many things was that something that was just inbred in you? Was that something you developed? And how did you develop that confidence? You know, Laurie, I think our experiences make and they break us. Um, I am one of those folks who I, I constantly am positive about a lot of things. People, I hate to say, Laurie, people describe me sometimes as having male tendencies. I'm not saying we don't have sensitive Guilty. men there. Please forgive me, you know, but... They, they describe me as having male tech because I don't take a lot of things personal. There are things that will bring me to my knees and make me cry and pray all night. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I know how to understand that it's not really necessarily about me. People are going through things. People are, whatever darts are coming at you. So I think just the idea that I've learned over the years to be tough skinned. And um, because of the things that I had to take on, I could have packed up and gone back to Jamaica, Lori. My entire family is in Jamaica. I hope they're watching right now. My entire family is in Jamaica. So I could have picked up after my first year when things weren't going as well as they needed to and just gone back home and gone back to my perfect life. My perfect life in the little country hill where nobody knows where Mackenzie is, right? But I chose not to. I chose to press on. And you know what? It is so funny, Laura. Some things, things happen to you in life and you wonder why. A friend of mine texted me this morning. I'm going to share it. And I think it's actually ideal. Um, it, he said, uh, good things come to those who believe. Better things come to, the, come to those who are patient. And the best things come to those who don't give up. 
Yeah. Talk about talk about hitting it home, right? And I had all kinds of big fancy words I could use to describe, you know, what makes me who I am. But I thought in its simplicity, that's exactly what it is. You learn not to give up. I am the first of seven children. So when you're the first of seven children, you can't be, you cannot be sensitive. Right. <laughs> well, you just can't in, in, in any number order of the any seven children, you can't be sensitive. You just learn not to be sensitive, Lori. And I think you learn how to also appreciate the glass being half full versus the glass being half mm -hmm. empty. A lot of times we focus so much on the negatives and the what's not going so well. And we don't take time to think about all the things that are going well. You know, I gave you the abbreviated version of my story. We would need two hours worth for me to go from start to finish. You know, yeah. that's my next book, you know, so <laughs> I, I, it is my next book, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you learn how to embrace just that the spirit of gratitude, just a spirit of, you know, gratefulness for what you have, where you are, what you've accomplished, um, the family, uh, you know, values and structures that you grew up in. Or, or people who have been there to mentor you and people who see the good in you. It's so funny. Um, this, this is actually, I really wanted to share that the, the idea that confidence sometimes is placed in you by somebody else, it's a real thought. It, it's a real concept. Going back to the assistant principal I, I, I spoke about, I never thought about myself as a leader. And Lori, throughout my journey, I've always had people who just sort of look at me and go, Oh, wow, you know, you really do this well. And if I didn't recognize it in myself, you start to embrace it. And it's right. why we have to now pay that forward. It's important that as leaders, we are paying that forward to people. We're growing the next generation of leaders and speaking positive into other people's lives so that they know too, in case they don't see it in themselves, right? That they too can accomplish some of these things that they struggle to recognize, you know, within themselves. So I think my confidence, it's a combination of things. It's a combination yeah. of upbringing, my experiences, my mentorship, my my mentoring, you know, it's it's just a combination of things. And I think that's life in general, just a, a, a big I old think so too. all that we we experience. Yeah. And and so it's interesting. And, you know, as, as both of us, you have two girls, I have one girl, one boy, but I think with our girls, especially instilling that confidence in them, right, is so important, especially in those teenage years, because there's so much negative, especially now with social media, that can pull them and they and they're never enough. And and so I think it's so important for us to make sure as women that not so much by talk, because as teenagers, um, they don't really want to hear us talk. So um, <laughs> they, they, they just tune us out, actually. So but I can tell you because mine is 25 now, they are watching. And they were listening, even though they acted like they didn't want to hear what we had to say. But they are watching. There's there is hope. hope for me, Lori. There is absolutely hope. I want to give you hope. My dad is watching on the inside of her. I don't want her to hear me talking about her. Well, I'm sure she is amazing. But there was something else. So working in, you know, I think... I've had the, the opportunity to work in the corporate world, in big companies, small companies, and um, and then, you know, be involved in, in organizations before I ended up in the nonprofit world, worked in very small organizations, and now I guess Jay would probably be a medium-sized nonprofit. And it's interesting because I find, and, and I will absolutely stand corrected, but a couple of things. One, being brave, 
being confident Mm -hmm. sometimes. And then you add on to that being a woman (laughs) can sometimes not be a good thing in certain situations. And I think that especially when you look at, although I, I like to think that things have changed over the years, but when you look at working in a large, for lack of a better word, I'm just going to call it what it is, bureaucratic type mm-hmm. of organization, mm-hmm. that cannot always be looked upon um, as something that's positive, right? Being brave mm-hmm. can get you in trouble sometimes in organizations. Absolutely. I remember being in a very large organization and right. working under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that we have a leader of that organization today who embraces that. But what is that like? Has that ever been a time when you felt that you couldn't be brave and confident? Mm-hmm. Actually, Laurie, I think I think we would all um, be remiss not to admit that at some point in our careers that has happened to us, right? And especially as we grow, and especially as we start to innovate or think about things that you know this is not going to go over well, <laughs> right? But what I found in my career are a couple of things. One. I've always been surrounded by folks, and I think it's because of the types of relationships that I have built um, over the years, which is absolutely key um, to anything you do, especially as a leader. You know, those relationships that you build, you talk about that fan base in the book that we talked about, the fan base goes all the way to the top, okay? You need people who can, number one, reel you in when you need to be reeled in. You need people who can help to talk you through some of the things that are sure not, that's, I, I get what you're trying to do here, but that's not the way to go about it, right? So let's take it back a little bit. And then you also need those people, Laurie, who are going to say, you know what? Go, go for it. It is the right thing to do. And when it is the right thing to do, sometimes you have to just do that and be brave, right? right. It may not necessarily go over well, but I think if you have all the other ingredients ingredients kind of sprinkled through, you have looked and thought about um, who you can align yourself with to get you know, a message across and to get a vision moving. Um, there are some so many strategic kind of things that you can actually do. And that's the heart of that book, actually. You know, we talk about the theory of being, you know, in, innovative leaders and that. Lori, what does that look like in real life? Like, what does that look like when you're navigating? Uh, I love our board, love our superintendent. I love our organization. But there are some of the times when you have to kind of step back and go, I should not. If you do that, you know, you know very well, that's not going to go over well. So you have to learn how to, number one, communicate with folks, um, you know, and, and it needs to be a two-way communication because there are things that you think about um, that, that, that you didn't have all the information, you didn't have all the details, and you need people you can bounce those things off. So navigating the organization is what I hear you asking, Lori. Um, mm-hmm. can- sometimes be very difficult, especially in a large district like Broward County Schools. But I have found that throughout the years, I have been quite successful at doing so, mainly because of the relationships I have built, um, mainly because of my collaborative approach 
that I take. I love that. To, oh my goodness. So it is so key. And it's not just internal collaboration, but it's also external. You know, I'm in innovative programs and I, I hope they don't mind me calling their names. I'm constantly calling Jim Payne, Cites. I'm constantly, you know, I'm, I'm working with you. I'm, I'm constantly asking questions and pulling in people from different departments that I know are relevant to the work that I do because what we want to avoid is working in isolation. Um, yeah. And if you find a lot of the, over the, the, the time you work, a lot of what you're doing, there's some other people doing the same things. You know, there's no point in duplicating work. There's no point in, you know, wasting the time when you could take part A, I take part B, I take part C. We will get to the end game so much quicker, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion. So there, I think yeah. there's some definitely, there are definitely some useful strategies to navigating the organization, but I think it is definitely important to keep your brave hat on. Keep it on. You may not yeah. have to execute everything that you can do, but find the bite sizes, you know? Right. Chunk yeah. Yeah. Be selective. Absolutely. I love it. I mean, gosh, I've got a, a page and a half of ingredients <laughs> here um, and I'm just going to read off a couple because then I'm going to ask you, what is your main ingredient? But love some of this, you know, communication two way, making sure you're open as well as communicating, finding your destiny and purpose, um, making sure that you have someone um, who supports you, building that fan base that you talked about, having those people to surround you. And those people have to be able to be honest with us right. when they don't agree or when they think, you know, we're getting too big for our britches or whatever. Absolutely. Um, looking for the opportunities, always being open to those opportunities, mm -hmm. determination. And by the way, some of these things, you didn't actually come out and say the ingredient, but you can hear it in the story. Um, and so I, I hope you don't mind that I pulled up that out. Determination, gratitude, you mentioned that several times, being grateful for opportunities, being grateful for, for people, um, courage and being agile and flexible and open. Love that. Dreaming big. I, I I just absolutely love it. And I, I think that is the message to our students. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that confidence and knowing that, you know, there's there's nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it. And and then, of course, paying that forward and teaching our young people about that. Um, you talk a lot about people and leading people, knowing your people, building that team and knowing that every one of them can be different and how we approach and how we deal with them will be different and how we encourage them and coach them is different. I love the, the collaboration and I said in my introduction that that was what uh, immediately that and your confidence were the two things that struck me. I often say from working in this community for the last 28, 29 years, that often I find that we are competing with each other rather than collaborating with yeah, each other. Be right? Because we all have strengths that we can bring to the table and our core competencies. And you and I saw that immediately um, and so I love that. And then, of course, that's about relationships and building those relationships. Patience, you mentioned, and of course, pressing on, right, when they're when you're facing challenges and never giving up. And so all of those things, um, amazing ingredients to your recipe. And when we're back at J.A. in the kitchen there today, you're in my <laughs> kitchen. Um, we have a board that we actually put all that on. And I think it's interesting because our guests say, wow, I, I never wrote all that down to see mm -hmm. what my ingredients You're were. You're amazing, Lori. 
They're, they are pretty amazing. Your ingredients and your recipe is pretty amazing. Um, and so, and I'm attracted to people who have amazing recipes. No, but I mean, you're is, amazing for pulling that out. Oh, well, thank you. I, I love doing that. I love kind of pulling out the little seeds. But most important, so I love to cook. I'm Italian and Spanish. And so I always say there's one main ingredient always right in a recipe. Mm -hmm. What is Dr. Grant's recipe? What is your main ingredient to your recipe for success? So, Lori, I think one of the things that you didn't pull out um, is the word preparation. Mm. I don't care what you're cooking. If you don't go to Publix and pick the things up, you will never be able to do a thing in that kitchen. <laughs> That's right? true. And if you don't marinate that meat, it may not if look good. You do not buy the sauce. You will not be able to cook that steak. Right. So I, I along with it's very difficult to pick out one of all of what you just mentioned, because it's just important that you combine those. But I have a saying that I use often and it is preparation precedes your purpose and your opportunity. And I think it's ideal because there are things that, um, you know, I do in terms of preparing myself. I remember when I became an assistant principal, I was not thinking about thinking about leadership. I was just I was doing a degree. I was just going to school. It was a thing to do. I'm from, a, you know, a family that believes in education. And I have already had a bachelor's in biology. I didn't want to get another master's in biology. I said, I'm going to do a doctor, um, a master's in, in ed leadership. And the third year when I was doing my internship in um, the magnet office at Blanchelli High School is when that magnet coordinator became assistant principal. And because I was in the right place at the right time, I, I literally just, it was just, and I was prepared because I had the training and all of that. So you have to prepare. You have to think about the things that you could do and you may not know where you're going. I tell this story all the time. My story is I have no clue what tomorrow brings. People ask me all the time, what's your aspiration? What's your ambition? I say I have none because I live in the moment and I, and I do a great job where I am and I focus on my current moment. And that's another thing that we sometimes we miss. We're so busy worried about the next step that we neglect the responsibilities of the current. So I, I preparing just you do and you load up your refrigerator with all the ingredients you need and you you know you 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 it's lifelong learn it's, if you think about it it's lifelong learning right and whenever that opportunity comes you just open up the refrigerator i do have the qualifications for that i do have you know i tell my students that you do not have to decide today what you want to be in five years what degree you, you don't have to decide but go to college Go do it. Do what you have to do. Get the education because you want to be in control of your own destiny so that when the opportunity comes, no one will be able to say no because you do not have the practical qualifications for right. whatever it is. Right. So in addition to everything you just mentioned, Lori, I think it's important and it's probably a good way to just wrap the whole thing up in terms of you've got to prepare. Preparation. Yeah. And I think that's why I love what, what what we do at Junior Achievement and why I love working, you know, yeah. with, with all of you because that is exactly it. Look, today, if yeah. you didn't prepare and develop the skill sets, right, mm -hmm. that can transfer from one industry or one career to another, you may be in a bad, you know, a, a very difficult situation today. And okay. so being prepared means developing all those skills, 
right? Okay. And so that for no matter what opportunity comes or what challenge comes, you will be ready to face it. And so I love that. And it is an amazing way to end this. I, we could go on for two hours. And that's why you and I, when we get on the phone and we get to lunch, we go on for hours and hours. Two hours. <laughs> but I love it. And um, I know that together we'll continue to do great things, both you and I uh, as leaders, also as our organizations, representing our organizations. And I just want to say thank you for your partnership. I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed and um, that we've gotten to know each other. And so thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being an amazing leader. Thank you for being an, an amazing author. Go buy the book. It's on Amazon, so you can find it there. And I look forward to watching all the things that I know you're gonna continue to achieve. So Lori, I would be remiss. Thank you. Thank you so much, not only for all, for this opportunity to just share with you in this, in this um, forum, but for being open, like you said, to the collaboration and the crazy ideas that we had two years ago when I met you, a year and a half ago when I met you, the crazy ideas, because again, brave leadership, stepping out of the box and trying something new. And yeah. um, I am I, forever grateful for all the opportunities that JA brings to not just the students that I work directly with, but all of Broward County students. And uh, I think if people just stepped into your building for a minute, they would just be amazed. Um, my daughter the other day, by the way, um, shared with me that she doesn't know how she's going to, uh, number one, handle marriage and finances because she did not get to go to, to um, Finance Park. Finance Park. <laughs> and I, and I, it took me about a few minutes to go, what are you talking about? Well, when you're going, the teacher prepares you with, you got to do a budget. You have to think about whether you're married or single. You have kids. You have, and I, first of all, I felt bad as a parent. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not doing a good job with my own, but it, the work you do is valuable, Lori. You and your team are amazing. The work you do is Thank important. you. And um, I look forward to to really continuing to work with um, JA and bringing on. Absolutely. And having some fun with it. So thank you again. Thank you to everyone who's watching. I know we went a little bit longer this morning, but it was well worth it. And I hope that you enjoy the show. And I look forward to seeing everyone on the next episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. Let's get cooking. Take care, Laurie. Thank you.